Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Indiana-Wyoming, there's a good matchup. Who do I like? Welcome back. Sports to the Max. News Talk 830-WCCO. Yes, the brackets. Jason Salisbury is the head baseball coach at Noka Ramsey Community College. He joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. His team, as many teams do from here, was to go south. It's a rather intricate and complicated thing that you have to do because you have to fundraise. You know, there's a lot of uh, scheduling, responsibility, book flights, hotels, buses, games, uh, places you're going to eat. Um, but teams engage in this in a spring trip, and it's it's a bonding deal. Uh, uh, I remember going south and playing baseball when I was in college, and you, you know you hang out with the boys, and you're driving in bands, and you do different things, uh, and that's the intent is to give kids a, a a good baseball workout for sure, but also some great memories because it's one of the few times in your life that you go down with a bunch of guys and just play baseball somewhere. Um, that was the intent. It's done on a regular basis here, but it did not come to fruition. Uh, even though Anoka Ramsey was all set to go, he joins us now. Coach, thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me this evening. Explain what happened. Well, like in uh, you know most normal years, uh, this is the first year post you know kind of heightened COVID awareness. But uh, we schedule a spring trip down uh, Tucson, Arizona, where we play in the Tucson Invitational. Um, usually schedule ten games out there. Um, and everything was moving according to plan. We were, we were scheduled to fly out on, on Sunday this past Sunday night um, at uh, 9.25, and then we, we, we get an email at 6.15 saying flight was canceled, no explanation. And then, uh, as you can imagine, mass hysteria kind of hit from there because we got 28 players and three coaches heading towards the airport and, and trying to figure out plan B from there. So it was it's a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> A little bit of uh, nervous times, to say the least, and, and certainly, uh, like I said, mass panic. So, Was this Sun Country Airlines? It was Sun Country, yep. Yeah, I had a problem with them this summer. We're getting ready to go to Denver, and they canceled the flight. There's no explanation. There's nobody at the gate to tell you what's going on. Uh, and, and basically, they said, you know, go home. Go home, yeah. you know. Okay, yeah. so now who's paying my cab? And they gave you like a hundred dollar voucher. You go, well, who's going to cover my cab fare? They didn't even cover my cab fare, let alone the yeah. people from the area. It, and it was so unorganized and and so unprofessional. Uh, I, I just I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I to this day I, I, I try to avoid it because of that. But 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 take me and, and you're not the first one. I heard of another team down there, a Boy Scout group in in Florida that had something similar happen to them uh, as well that we had on the news uh, uh, the other night. But but now. You have to make some really quick decisions because you you, you got your game scheduled, so so you got to be there to play games or not play games. It's not as simple as you know you're not going to just get in the pickup and go. Let's go. What do you do next? What well, what are your options? Well, you're you're kind of limited in the moment. So you know your your first thing is 
where can I get some answers and what, where, where else can we get a flight out? Right. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to connect with, with sun country and, and I'm on hold for 45 minutes and they have an option to hit eight and you'll hold your place online and they'll call you back. So I did that. Didn't hear anything back. End up calling back again, sat on hold for two and a half hours. And Oh my God. They, they finally defeated me. I hit option eight again, and then about another 30 to 35 minutes later, I finally got a phone call, um, you know, and the, uh, and the person on the other line was apologetic. And, I hope so. You know, she, she's unfortunate to have the Sunday night shift there, so there wasn't much she could do, um, especially with a group of 31. It's not like you're going to top them on another plane. So then they directed me to talk to the group group department uh the next day on monday so they opened up at eight thirty. i called them right away and got voicemail <laughs> oh my god so then i waited i waited till uh about 10 called them again got voicemail again and what they do then is you sit on hold for 25 minutes and then it forces you to leave a voicemail so i'll have two voicemails and then and then finally uh around 11 o'clock i, I finally got a call back two but, and a half hours after the i mean this i mean you're talking about six hours i mean all this stuff it's just yeah, the opposite of what we talk about when we talk about running a company and how it should be done. And, I, and like I said, I saw it firsthand Absolutely. this summer as well. So, so yeah. but but now your options are limited because you, you really, I mean, they can't push you on another airline. So it has to be one of their planes. But it also has to make sense that you can get there in time for your tournament. So so what's happening here? Yeah. So basically, you know, we're going through and we had to work with the uh, Tucson Invitational. We had games, you know, two games Monday, Tuesday. Uh, and tomorrow, that all have gotten canceled. It's created a bit of chaos in their scheduling down there, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, what has happened now is Sun Countries came back to us, and and they can split our group in half, fly half out on one flight, fly another half out on uh, on the other half, or on another flight, and then um, we'll get down there and uh, late for the tournament. So then we're trying to see if we can get them to add some games, extend our trip over the weekend. So we got to coordinate with our van rental company, our hotel, the huh. Tucson Invitational. It's just created, you know, quite the mess. So, 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 so as of now, are you, are you going to get on a plane at some point in time and go play uh, some games, or what, what does it look like? So yeah, this afternoon we were able to finally get kind of things ironed out, and I mean, I got to I got to send out a, a shout out to my assistant coach C.T. Harris, who's he actually flew down early to secure our vans in the first place, and he's been stranded in Phoenix waiting for us. <laughs> well, not the worst place so, to be stranded, but... That's true. Yeah. That's true. Good weather, right? Yeah. But um, So he's, he's been down there, and then we've had some, you know, certainly some parents stepping up and helping out, and... But we have yeah, but people forget there, that parents make this kids. trip too on their own because yeah. they go, hey, we'll, we'll do our spring break, watch our kids play. Well, no kids come down, that, that takes a little of the zest out of it, no baseball games. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, a lot of parents are distraught and, you know, wondering what the heck's going to happen. But anyhow, where we ended up was half the group's flying out uh, tomorrow evening and the other half has got the late flight. Uh, We're going to get down there, play our two on Thursday and Friday, and then they're trying to add at least two for us on Saturday and, and maybe one on Sunday. But now we're limited what teams are out there because sure. we're winding down their tournament and we're not quite sure. we're not going to get our 10 in for sure we're hoping for seven at this point it might be six and, and maybe you can find some diamonds and at least practice take some more batting practice do something with it huh 
Yeah, that's what we're hopeful for. Maybe even like an inner squad if, if we can get, uh, you know, when they play at the Kino Sports Complex. So if we can get a field, we're hopeful to do something like that. But, I mean, it's it's been a situation where, um, you know, you really got to gotta have a lot of things aligned to even pull it yeah. off and, and, and juggle things around the way, the way that we had to do. Yeah, this isn't a golfer. Just one needs to get there. This is a whole team, and you better figure it out. Jason Salisbury is our yeah. guest head coach for Nook Ramsey's baseball team, and they, and they got grounded uh, trying to go down and play in a tournament because Sun Country canceled a flight and didn't, just said they canceled it with no explanation and left everybody yeah. uh, in a lurch. And like I said, I heard the same story from someone uh, that had a scout group down in uh, uh, Florida. It was on our news as well the other night telling kind of the, 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 the same story. And I said, I've got that same story from this uh, uh, this summer, so it's incredibly frustrating, and, and uh, I don't know what where they're teaching for the fundamentals and whatnot. Maybe they got to get some more planes, so they've got access to more people. That didn't happen when the Davis family ran it. I can assure you of that. So, so what have you done this week? Just gone back to the gymnasium and, and, and tried to you know throw off the old the wooden mound and hitting the cage, huh? Well, we've we've uh, let the guys have the you know the last couple of days off as we're trying to scramble and figure out things. Obviously, it's. <laughs> It's taken a small army to get everything lined up in a lot of time. So um, I know uh, we've had a few guys that have, have gone off and hit at different facilities around the Twin Cities to, to kind of stay sharp for sure. for the games on Thursday. But, I mean, the biggest thing for me with this whole ordeal is you look at a situation, and I'm understanding. I, I understand life happens. I understand we're still dealing with COVID. We're, I understand that we're still dealing with work shortages and all that. When it comes down to it, and the communication on the end is is where yeah it was really disappointing. I mean, yeah. we can't get an answer, and you're on hold for hours. You got 31 people you've booked and you've paid for, and it's on credit cards. They got their money, and now you can't yeah. get a response. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Man. And then you got you got everyone looking for an answer. You got players looking for an answer. You got you know school officials looking for answers. You got parents looking for answers you got us coaches looking for answers yeah. and, and when you can't get those within a timely fashion it's extremely frustrating yes but, but because you know you don't i mean people may not realize this unless you've been through it, but there's a build-up to this as well that starts way back in the fall and in january it's like hey can't wait oh, to yeah. go on the trip can't wait to play those teams down there and then you're fundraising for it on top of that so, you, so yeah. you're you're put or you're putting your own money into it either way you're, yeah. you're finding ways to pay for the trip there's a whole lot that goes into this that kind of builds to oh i can't wait till we finally get down there right yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you know it's a fifth of our season, so our season yeah. is capped at fifty games, not not including postseason. So it's a fifth of our season. It's a big deal. Going to Arizona is a big deal, and then on top of which, especially this year, you know, with COVID, we haven't been down there for, yeah. for two years. So now it's like you know, it's basically a two year build up. Hey, we can finally go back to Tucson. And, and for a junior college kid, that could be his whole career. He could miss, you know. Correct. Yeah. 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 We have a couple of. We we have we certainly have what we call uh, a couple of COVID freshmen, uh, and uh, we have uh, you know some sophomores on our team. Where this is their this might be their last shot of playing college baseball, and yep. for something like this to happen, you know, a spring trip, I can maybe get some visibility with four-year schools down there, and those type of things. It's 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 a major thing, and and it's, it's unfortunate things have kind of pulled out. How's your, how's your team this year? You got a pretty good squad. Yeah, I think so. We're we're uh, you know we're twenty nine deep, twenty eight, twenty eight. We're going down to Tucson with us. We got uh, you know pretty deep pitching staff. We're really liking the improvements we made in middle infield over last year. Our corners are strong, outfield strong, behind the dish we're strong. So 
going to come down to that defense and pitching. And, you know, we got we got guys that are going to, you know, throw a head in the count and change speeds. They're not going to necessarily blow the doors out to place, but they'll keep us competitive as long as we play some defense. Do, do, do you recruit mainly the northern suburbs, or are you all over? No, that's a great question. We're um, – so I'm in my sixth year at Anoka Ramsey. Right when when I came in and, and took over for Coach Tom Yall, who was here for 29 years prior to that, one of our main changes that we wanted to make was recruiting nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're throughout the country. Um, we got players this year from Las Vegas, Utah, um, Omaha, Washington State, all throughout Wisconsin, all over the United States. Do they That's find you the on the internet, things. or how do they find you? Yeah, we have different recruiting sites that, that we partner with, as, as well as, you know, we have a, a, a handful of high school coaches that we know we can go and, and that we've developed relationships with. And and, um, and then we also get, you know, uh, players actually uh, inquiring through our athletic website. So it's kind of a combination of a few different avenues. Can you tell pretty, in this day and age, can you watch video of a kid and tell if they're good enough to play, if they're from Vegas or Utah or whatever? Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's kind of the cool thing nowadays with recruiting because you don't have any recruiting budget. So a lot of a lot of the time you're basing decisions based off video. So you better be a quick study. Um, every once in a while you get fooled, and that's yeah. okay. But uh, for the most part, um, you know, a lot of it is relying upon that video, and then you know, also talking to their former coaches. Sure. Yep. It's a combination for sure. But the the yep. video is getting good enough now, is what you're saying that you can get a pretty good accurate a pretty good accurate reading of talent, huh? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, you can absolutely. always go see Ron Larson too. He's been he wanted to get his seven hundredth win up there in basketball the other day. Yeah, seven hundred and then seven oh one. Yeah. He just, just announced his retirement and Ron is just you know, is a tremendous coach, a, a tremendous individual. I can't say enough good things about Ron. For sure. I look forward to seeing him all the time. Well, Coach, hang in there. I hope this works out for you and you get some at-bats in and the kids get at least some memory from it. But uh a lesson to all of us that uh <laughs> You know, not all businesses run the same, you know? Absolutely. I appreciate the time tonight. You bet. Jason Salisbury, head coach at Anoka Ramsey, hoping to eventually get down to Tucson via Sun Country Airlines. Good luck with that. Uh, Yeah, I can remember one. um, Well, I'll save it for the other side of the break. But uh, I remember it very, very well. One of those travel, uh, I've had a couple, but one of those where everything went wrong. Um scenarios and I'll bring that to you when we come back welcome back sports to the max news talk 830 we've got we've all got traveling stories from hell right things that happened that didn't go quite right you know what I'm saying um, for me I can remember there there'd been more than one uh, but one was uh, coming back from Texas to get back to Hamlin to go to the party that I knew was going to be happening. And it was like finals week was over and I'd gone out to Texas for something. I was coming back and um, and and I knew the next night. So I wanted to get back in the worst way. And, and we're sitting, I think, in San Antonio at the airport. And uh, they've canceled a flight on Continental Airlines and old airlines surprisingly didn't make it and the line is now a block and a half long for people to try to reschedule but there is no reschedule you've missed everything that could get you to a connecting flight to minneapolis and um i can remember some of the businessmen that had their flights canceled and they got in the face of those people 
and just on no uncertain terms, let them know what they thought of the airlines. And I thought on one in 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 one respect, it's sad because the people that are the faces of it out there, the the, the agents, aren't the ones that, that that screwed it up. And yet, on the other hand, I hope that those good people quit so that the the airlines has to get better at it, or they can't attract good employees. Uh, to sit there and service the clients. But eventually we had to, the, the only thing we could do was get a connecting flight to Atlanta, which would then in the early morning take us to Minneapolis. And the only time in my life we, we took it, I took it, I can't remember if there's anybody with me, I guess. There, there are different people going different places. Anyway, um, got off, went to where the gate was. Now the flight that we're going to take uh, you know, took took the midnight special from from Texas to Atlanta, uh, and, and now you know the plane that leaves from Minneapolis is leaving at eight thirty in the morning, and, and, and slept literally on that on that floor, at the gates, you know, next to the chairs that sit and wait right next to the airlines where you board, no pillow, no nothing, and you're just sitting there on the floor trying to get two or three hours of sleep. God, that was miserable. And then you get back, and I remember I got to campus and shower and. I'll be darned if you don't find a second wind somewhere there and you're able to stay out until the wee hours the next night. It's amazing how when you're in college, you can be tired and exhausted and then somebody says, hey, there's a bunch of good-looking girls going to be at this party. And you go, you know, I feel pretty good, man. Let's go tap one. Let's see what they got there, a little kegaregaroo or something like that. But finals is over, and we're all going back for Christmas vacation after tonight. We can't, you can't stay home and just sleep in your dorm on that night, can you? No, 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 no. I mean, finals is over. Everybody's feeling good. And it's amazing how you can get that second wind when you need it at that point in time. But I remember, sleep, I remember understanding the options were that I could either sleep on the floor or stay up all night and neither one was good and you do it and you get through it and all that stuff but it sucked and i remember one other time going to in 97 going to cover the gophers in hawaii they were playing uh uh the university of hawaii it was glenn mason's first game and uh i decided not to fly with the team because we were doing the glenn mason show at the time i was uh so i'd take a different flight because they, they had different bookings for different flights and i'll be darned if it wasn't a five-hour delay in Minneapolis. So that was problematic, but it got worse. When we finally got to Seattle, it was another five-hour or six-hour delay. And we had to wait and wait and wait. And then, you, you know, you're going to Hawaii. And now you got another whatever it is, four-hour flight, whatever it is, from Seattle to Hawaii. And I remember get, everything was all screwed up because you're... you're um, the, the time of day, what are they, five hours behind us, something like that? And you, I remember finally getting there, and I, I don't know when I was supposed to get there, but I got there at like three in the morning, and I'm taking the cab to the hotel, and uh, I remember this is my first impression of Hawaii because it's dark, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I thought, my gosh, there are a lot of hookers on the corner in paradise. I mean, I mean, they were everywhere. I swear, as, as we drove, I'm going, this is Hawaii? I thought it was like beaches and maybe a little volcano action and this and that. And um, I never thought about it when they said it was made for tourists, <clears throat> what tourism involved. But I remember driving through whatever district it was to get to, to the hotel on the beach, which was beautiful. But at three in the morning and going, my God, there's a hooker on every corner here. 
And I said, this is Hawaii? Now, you know, once the... Once it once it became sunlight and you're able to go on the beach, it was uh, it really was as, as good as it gets, and that was the day, by the way, when the Gophers were were playing Hawaii that day. Um, I re- I'll never forget it in my headsets because I, I was the sideline reporter for the game, and and Ryan Lefevre and uh, Keith Fonhorse were doing the the game. Uh, Ryan play by play, and Keith the color commentary for this game. And I remember uh, hearing in my headset during commercial break, Ryan Lefevre saying, what? He's talking to somebody, right? But I can't hear the other side of it. He says, what? What happened? And he says, really? He says, Princess Diana's dead? And that was the day that she got, uh, that Princess Di got killed. So that was 1990, what, seven, I guess? Long time ago. Uh, Lots of stuff. Uh, on the other side, Ryan Iverson, pretty, uh, he played a lot of basketball at high level. Now he calls games. Tonight he called a section final game that uh, has some real intrigue. Wyzetta against Minneapolis South. South pulled off the upset uh, and, and beat a very good Hopkins team by 15 points the other night. They won the right to play defending state champion Wyzetta. We'll talk to him about what he saw and what he's seen in high school basketball this year when we come back on Sports to the Max. Welcome back. March Madness upon us. Games being played everywhere. Joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, Ryan Iverson, who just got done calling one. Of course, he used to take his own team to the state tournament back in the day at Eden Prairie. Went on to play Division One basketball and overseas and coach it. And now he does some broadcasting and much more. And tonight he had the one-section final game that was played tonight, and that was Wyzetta and Minneapolis South. South had uh, really taken... Uh, care of a pretty good Hopkins team by 15 and they won the right to play uh, Wyzetta in the finals. Ryan, thank you for joining us. G- g- give us the lay. What, what, what happened tonight? Hey, Maxie. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, it, it was 24 to 5 four minutes into the game. Wyzetta was up. Wow. And I thought the first few minutes were going to be key. You have Minneapolis South who starts five kids. They're either freshmen or sophomores. So really a young team. That's how young they are? They are young and uh, and talented and quick and athletic and they can play. But it, when you have that experience, and I, and I always tell people that 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 experience of being a winner, of being a state champion, you know that was that a team. They came out and they it was over five minutes into it. And you give give Minneapolis South a lot of credit. They battled, they played hard, but they could never get it below twenty points the rest of the game. So it was. It was over pretty quickly. So, so Wyzetta looks like they're peaking, or how how would you describe it? Did they just get the? Did they end up with the right draw in the playoffs? Well, no, they're peaking. You know, I've I've done probably four or five of their games this year, and I'll tell you what I love is that you know you think of Wyzetta, you think of Orono, you think of Eden Prairie, Minnetonka, you think of these ritzy, soft suburban kids, right? And yeah. what I love is Wyzetta plays like they are hungry, like they, they play. They play like they have a chip on their shoulder, and they are the exact opposite of soft. They defend really, really well. They're athletic. They can all shoot it. And I think the best thing they have going for them, Mike, is and it's, a, it's a big cliche, but they give up a good shot for a great shot. Ah. And I know that sounds simple, but... It, it's, it's really pretty when teams do that, isn't it? Oh. And it, it you know, you remember, you, you watch Golden State play all yes. those years, right? great example. And, it's that feeling you get when you're watching good basketball. As a basketball fan, you you, you just have a smile on your face, and uh, that's how I feel when I watch them. There, Brian Schnettler's their head coach. He he does a fantastic job, 
and uh, their kids play the right way. And, and I think they're as dangerous as anybody going into the state tournament. Well, they got the Bjerke kid, right? And, and had they not lost the kid that the prep school is going to Purdue, uh, they'd be, uh, um, you know, they'd be right. It'd be them or Park Center ranked number one, right? Yeah. Well, you got to think too. So they don't, they don't have the, the kid that's going to Purdue. They, you know, he left and, and I don't think they've lost anything with that. I think they have other kids who, uh, have stepped up and they have what they have, Mike, besides Bjerke, who's six nine, who can move. He's athletic. He can shoot from 25 feet. But they got a kid named Drew Berkland, uh, who's oh, a great good athlete. Player. Yep, G- going to the Gophers to play baseball. Good football and I player the too. Number yeah. of his, his football and basketball. He just he's a winner. And I'll give you a great example of that tonight he came out. He had 11 points in the first four minutes. Really? And he, I don't think he scored the rest of the game, but it, it just set that set tone. The tone. Yep. 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 And they uh, they got a bunch of really good athletes and good players. Was it a good crowd tonight? It was a great crowd. It was, was it? a packed crowd. Minneapolis South had a had a great crowd, and uh, it, was, it was just a fun atmosphere. And you talk about March Madness, and I know we think a NCAA tournament, but it's high school basketball too. Yeah. And, and you know, seeing when you're playing, I always tell kids and people playing for your high school and with your friends and your teachers and your you know friends, parents who you've known your whole life. It, you don't ever get that back, even when you no. play in college, even when you play professionally. It's never quite the same. So. Uh, hats off to all these kids that are still playing, and, and you know, just hope they make the most of it and enjoy it. Ryan Iverson is our guest. Ryan, who are a couple of the other teams that really impressed you that could make yep. a run in, in 3A, 4A, 2A, whatever you call it this year? Yeah, well, I think I think Park Center is the other team. I think yeah. is really good. I think right now the way Wyzetta's won 14 in a row, Park Center beat Wyzetta early in the year by three, and, and the way Park Center defends, too, yeah. And and one of the things you have to realize, Mike, these these teams go down to the Target Center, or they go to Williams Arena, and and shooting teams struggle because they're not used to the depth perception. They're not used to to being in a big arena. But the one thing that always travels is defense. And Park Center defense. They are filled with athletes. They're well coached by uh, by by James Ware, a former Hopkins player. Yep. Um, I think it's. I think they Park got John Center, Bryan on that staff too now, the sharpshooter from Wisconsin. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I kid uh, Coach Ware. I, I'd like to see those two still play one on one against each other. They're both two uh, two great competitors. That's for sure. How about three A level? Orno's number one seed out there. They've played pretty well. What else have you seen? Yep, and, and my son Max played played at Delano, so we played against Orno. They are really, really, really good. They can shoot the heck out of the basketball. Um, you know, Mound Wisconsin is is a tough team, a gritty team. Um, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I know it's a smaller class, but if if you as a basketball fan haven't gone down to see Caledonia play and oh. and, and seen the King kids yeah, play, King, yeah, they, is, be, they beat Tatino Grace at Tatino Grace. Yep, he uh, he's the real deal. He really is. He's a tremendous athlete and basketball player, and uh, they're going to be there. There's just so many good basketball players in Minnesota and you see that article today in the Star Tribune highlighting all the players playing in March Madness from Minnesota it's uh it's become a basketball state that's for sure I don't know that you probably haven't seen them this year I've only seen them on highlights but South St. Paul's undefeated they must have something special too out there they they lost their coach in the middle of the year for for reasons that uh outside of basketball but uh I mean they've met everything that's come their way you know absolutely and I'll tell you when you play for something bigger than yourself right when you're you, you lose your coach. You're, they love their coach. They're playing for him. They're playing for their interim coach now. And you, you end up playing for something bigger than yourself, which is such a great metaphor 
for life, as you as you know now, being an adult, being a dad. When when things are more important, bigger than yourself, that's when magic happens. And they they've had a magical season. Um, and you just you never know the level of competition. It's always different on the St. Paul side versus the Minneapolis side. Not good or bad. It's just different. And so that's what's what's great about the state tournament. You bring them all together, and you find out who the best is. Ryan Iverson is our guest. Ryan, you see an ebb and flow to some programs. Some programs stay on top, and, and their bad years are still good years, so to speak. And, and other programs you see, if they get the right class, they win. If they don't, they don't. What's the difference there? Is that, generally speaking, a varsity head coach and how much time he spends at the 7th and 8th grade level? Or in this day and age, is it, is it who ends up open and rolling at another school that determines success in that junior and senior year? Yeah, and, and I mean, the, the transfers and the, and the open enrollment, yes, that plays a part. But to your point, you know, I, I've been such a proponent of this. Varsity coaches, football and basketball, and I'm sure hockey, when these coaches are invested in the youth and the youth feel like they're a part of it, like tonight at Wyzetta, for example, you had hundreds of youth basketball players there in their Wyzetta jerseys going nuts. And, and I always I always talk about Eden Prairie football, too. I I was told, you know, we won the first two state championships there. So many of these kids watched us play, and they went to the Metrodome, and they thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And they grew up, and that was their expectation, and that's what they they wanted to to keep that tradition going. And you you look at the Wyzettas, you look at you know Stillwaters, uh, you know the the teams that are always good. Um, their youth programs are dominant. You look at Wyzetta, girls and boys, their youth programs win every single tournament. Uh, from fourth grade to eighth grade, well, why is that a wins everything? They, they, they got so many kids, and anybody's been through the youth programs, you know it. I know it. It doesn't necessarily mean they'll be the best when they're seniors, but that school district, it, you know, and part of it is, you know, they're the victim of their own circumstances. But you know, you get to say the fourteen, thirteen, fourteen year old class, they got like three great teams, and and, and most programs have yep. one and a half. Now you still can only play the starters by the time you get to be a senior, so you got a chance to beat them. But in terms of depth, there's nothing like why is that at the youth level is there no and, and i'm going to give you a, a great point um in tonight's game why was up 24 with maybe a minute and a half two minutes left and they had the reserves in mike and they had a couple starters and a starter had a wide open layup and instead he passed it to the reserve who doesn't score much who got the basket right and i on the broadcast i'm even saying that and thinking like even the guys that don't play a lot have that mentality of I'm going to give up myself, you know, glory and my points because I want this kid to be able to say he scored in a, a conference or a, a section championship game. And you can tell that the way Wyzetta plays, even at their youth level, it's moving the basketball. It's hard defense. It's help defense. It's They're just fundamentally sound. And, and taking a guy like Brian Schnettler, who I know spends a lot of time in that youth program, and that's critical. When you have a varsity coach invested in the future, that, that's when you get sustained success. Now, now, I thought Minnetonka was on a roll for a while, and they kind of faded at the end. They had great guard play. What happened there? Because I thought they were really playing well, and at the end, Eden Prairie got them really good, and then they and then they got beat by Prior Lake. Yeah, and I think I think part of it is, I mean, that Lake Conference. Look at the talent. You know, you got Hopkins, you got Wyzetta, you got Minnetonka, you got Eden Prairie. They beat up on each other. They they, you know, any one of those teams could beat another team at any given night, and. You know this. I mean, that's what makes sports so great is you have that off night. You don't shoot the ball well. You you don't defend well. You make mistakes, and you're done. And Minnetonka had as much talent as, as anybody. 
um, just didn't have a great night against Fire Lake, and uh, season ended abruptly. But they I mean, very talented team, very capable of being in the state tournament. The other team that can play with anybody in the state, they lost to Wyzetta by two. I saw them beat Hopkins by 12, uh, Minneapolis North. Uh, they're playing Providence, I believe, tonight. Uh, but they're the real deal. They, they defend, and they play smart defense, and they get Willie Wilson, and they make you work. Well, if, if you win a game, what, 144 to 4? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's good defense. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, Minneapolis North, there's another program that's had sustained success sustained. over the years. You yep. know, uh, I go back to, you know, I always tell everyone the best player I ever played with or against was, was Khaled El Amin. Yeah. He was such a winner, and he started that tradition there. Was he your age they, or was he younger or older? He was a year older than me, okay. uh, but I, I, we we played him. We uh, ended up playing a lot in pro am leagues. Together. Yeah, try, try, explain him to somebody that never saw him play. Because if you met him, you'd go, "No way!" Explain what yeah, he did. Thinking, this five foot ten, two hundred, you know, ten pound kind of pudgy doesn't look quick or fast, and um, he's just that winner. He was that guy that in big games you wanted him on your team and you wanted him taking the shot. You could see he went to Connecticut with a bunch of yeah. NBA stars playing with him. Who did they defer to when the game was on the line? They won the national it. championship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy, and he he was just, he's just a winner. And It's that, what what makes people great in business? What makes people great in their professions and sports? It's that, whatever that thing is that I, you know, the The, the it the factor winner, he the, had, yep. Yes, yes. And, and, yes, and you absolutely. can't explain it, but when you watched him, it took about two minutes to go, there's the guy, and it's just that's all you can say. You had that same thing, of course, back in the day, Ryan, but we appreciate it very much. Thanks for giving us some time. Hopefully we can do this again soon and break it down some more. Yeah, absolutely. I was hoping you were going to say the weather was going to be crappy, so I'd have a reason not to go to work and watch yeah. March Madness here the next few days. You'll, you'll find a way to watch March Madness, <laughs> I'm sure. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Ryan. Good. Thank Love you so you, much. Appreciate it. Ryan Iverson on News Talk 830 WCCL. Back after this. We're going down the stretch. I exchanged texts today with Nico Medved. He's the head coach of Colorado State. They're a sixth seed against Michigan. And uh, he was trying to get flight organized and everything else. Otherwise, he's going to join us tonight. And uh, what a thrill for them. What a season they've had. David Roddy leads them. He's a Breck High School product. Big and strong. Good quarterback in high school, too. I mean, he could sling it. And uh, and now he's become the player of the year in the Mountain West Conference. That good. And uh, he'll um, he'll lead them against Michigan on uh, on Thursday. How good is that? How much fun is that? You're Nico Medvin. You're out there. You're coaching against. He was at Minnesota at one time. Uh, and then he had Dave Thorson with him at Colorado State, et cetera, et cetera. And, and uh, and you're coaching against you know Jawan Howard of Michigan, you know. I mean that's pretty cool. Tubbsy, who do you got in your pool? Yeah, I, I'm still in the process of uh, taking out? all the analytics and breaking it down. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, do you have a feel, a sense, uh, anything that's jumping out? No, I I don't have any idea. I'm you know I I'm intrigued by Arkansas, um, Auburn, you know any really any school that starts with an A this year. Okay, but no. I'll, well, let me I, just think, tell I think you, I think Ar- Ar- Arkansas along those lines, but yeah. not lost on you. Elkhorn State leads uh, Texas A and M fifteen thirteen the first uh, half of the first round of the NIT tournament tonight. Man, so. and see that there, there you go, there you, there you go. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've, I figure the tournament doesn't start till Thursday morning. I, I know they've got the play-in games. Play-in games don't count. I, I hate these play-in games, Maxie, because here's my thing about the play-in games. 
I've always had this issue. If you win your conference tournament, you should be in the field of 64. For sure. These should be at-large bids from the Power Five. Yep. I mean, a team wins their conference. I don't care if they're going to get rolled by Duke or rolled by KU or whoever. You could could go that way and say we're going to go deeper into the Power Five, but then you lose the charm of the tournament, right? Yes. I mean, if you know the the mid-major tournament week is one of the best weeks for me. I love watching Horizon. The Summit League, the you know the the Mountain West, the, you know the Atlantic Ten, things like that. You win your tournament, you should get a free pass. I, I'm sorry, but the at-large teams from the Big Ten and the ACC and the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 and you know they are the ones that should be playing tonight. I hear you, man, because because I, I, we all enjoy. Nobody's saying that it's the best 64 teams. Number one, but no. number two is. What's the difference at some point? Because there's only about six teams that can win it anyway, you know? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, th- I think, I think yeah. no chance. Yeah, I, I think this year it's just so intriguing because it just seems it seems so topsy turvy. And I you know, I love it when there's parody. But yeah, I, I just I have no idea which way I'm leaning right now. Vanderbilt beat Belmont two tonight in the NIT. Did you get that one? I did not get that one, man. Okay, so put that one down if you need it for your score segment with Henry, okay? Oh, Maxie, you're working me hard here. All right, big guy. Good to visit with you. You too. Okay, we'll do it again Thursday. Uh, this is Sports to the Max. Henry Lake coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.